Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, we are talking about how to simplify this holiday season. A few weeks ago, we asked you to submit your questions about how we can help you manage this often cluttered and busy time of year. And today we are so excited to share our responses. Lauren and I begin by sharing what we are looking forward to most this holiday season, including how we plan to give to others and pace ourselves during this eventful time of year. And together we answer your questions related to gift giving and receiving, including our suggestions for meaningful and affordable gift ideas, how to politely decline a gift or an exchange between friends or colleagues, and we discuss our ideas for experience gifts. Plus, we share responses to your questions about how to decorate your spaces simply and more consciously. Be inspired to adopt a minimalist approach to this time of year so that you can enjoy the traditions you love and move through this holiday season with ease. I am so excited for this episode, Lauren, and I know that you are as well. So a few weeks ago, we asked you to send us your holiday-related questions over Instagram and Facebook or via email, and today we are sharing our responses to help you simplify this holiday season. And we want to say a big thank you to all of you who took the time to write us. That was so nice of you. Yeah, I'm so happy we did a Q&A for the holidays. I never thought of doing that. So it's we got so many great questions and it's nice to hear what people are struggling with this time of year, especially when it comes to minimalism. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, there's a lot of stuff involved when it comes to the holiday season. People just think about, you know, physical things and then there's a lot of events. There's so much going on. It's it's when our calendars are super busy. Although it's also a time for us to disconnect in ways which is great. I think that's, we both love the holidays, Lauren, you especially. You love Christmas and I love how you always decorate your place in such a minimal way. And and we'll talk about that because I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know how you decorate your space and how you store your items over the year. But before we get into your questions and share our responses, we thought we would share some of our recent experiences. Lauren was in Quebec City your little holiday vacation with your partner. And I was in Calgary, Alberta with my boyfriend. And so, yeah, I'm curious, Lauren, how was your trip? It was amazing. I actually flew back last night, <laughs> but I, if you have not been to Quebec City, it is so pretty. It's so nice to go this time of year. It's someone messaged me on Instagram. They're like, you look like you're in a Christmas movie. It's so pretty there, but no, it, it was so romantic. There's so much to do and see. And we had a great weekend, so I highly recommend Quebec City. And you're so pretty. And so, yeah, all your pictures were so beautiful. It did look very magical. But it was so uh, beautiful. You went skating as well. You convinced your boyfriend to go skating with you. I'm very happy about I that. I went skating by myself. Oh. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I had to wear hockey skates, though. I can't skate as well in hockey skates. So that was a bit of a challenge. But it was a really pretty rink. And yeah, no, I, I definitely had a great time. I know you were out in Calgary in the beautiful mountains and mm-hmm. you were very zen for a week. I want to hear about your trip. I was, you know, I, I haven't been to Calgary for six years. 
And all of my relatives on my mom's side live there. So all my Dutch family, they all live in Calgary because my mom's from there. And my boyfriend's there for a month. So I went to visit for seven days and it was one of the best vacations ever. And I've been to Greece. Uh I've been all around the world. It was so peaceful. I went to Canmore, beautiful mountains, rolling hills, hikes. I got 30,000 steps one day, which was super exciting. But I have to tell you, Lauren, the best part of Calgary is how nice the people are. The people in Calgary are uber nice. Like I just found that walking down the street, everyone's like, oh, good morning. Hello. It was like being in the suburbs outside of Toronto, but in a city. And, you know, the traffic in Toronto is insane. In Calgary, there's so much space, way less traffic. (laughs) And when you want to cross the street, people stop for you. So my boyfriend, Matt, and I were just really enjoying that. We're like, wow, people are so nice. We even said that to my cousins. We're like, people are so nice there, here. And they're like, really? And we're like, yeah, like, you live here. So you're just used to it. And they're like, yeah, you know, we are really nice. So yeah, I, I definitely want to go back. I will be going back in the new year. And it's super romantic as well, especially this time of year. Canmore, Alberta, all lit up. And we ran into this woman on the street. This is a cute little story. We wanted to go for food one night. And we said, oh, you know, like we don't know where to go, but there's cute little shops and random restaurants. And so there was this woman who was walking by and her name was Debbie. And we said, hey, uh, would you happen to know a good restaurant around here? And she goes, well, you just so happened to ask the best person in Canmore. (laughs) It was so cute. And she directed us to the best restaurant ever. And it was such a cool experience. It's called uh, Crazy Weed crazy w-e-e-d we're like that's a weird name but it was super high end super high end food and it was such a great experience and so now I said in the future when we ever go to another city we got to find a Debbie another Debbie because she was great (laughs) she was a godsend (laughs) so yeah that was it so we both had our little holiday trips and I know you're going to London to see your family London Ontario we call it the fake London And (laughs) I'm going up north of Toronto to see my family, which will be really nice. And hopefully I see more of you this holiday season, Lauren. I remember last year we barely saw each other. We have some Christmas parties coming up, which will be fun. Yeah, no, we have a lot of parties coming up. So the first question that was submitted, there are actually a couple of questions for us. So the first is, what are you looking forward to the most this holiday season? I I feel like a lot of the times when we think of Christmas, we think of all of the events and the holiday season and, you know, all of the big main shows. But the biggest things that I look forward to for the season is just like, you know, the end of the day, getting off work and watching Christmas movies and putting up a Christmas tree and waking up early in the morning and turning it on and having that ambiance while I'm reading Mm. and just like baking gingerbread cookies and seeing my family over the holidays. Like those are the things that I I really look forward to most. So that's definitely what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I mean, I agree with you fully. Same thing here. I also really look forward to conversations with family and friends. I find that I actually have those one-on-one moments with family and friends where everyone's present and actually there and you can have a fun conversation because it's that time of year where everyone's kind of let go and slowing down. So I find that people are more present and they ask more questions and I love those conversations and obviously the amazing food as well. Love the food. And like you said, decorating cookies every year, my mom and I get together and we make a ton of shortbread and gingerbread cookies 
And I'm happy to share the recipes with you if you'd like. I shared it with you, Lauren, and you make them every year and you make them look way better than we do. You are oh, so I feel like yours look better. <laughs> you think so? Oh, I find that we put way too many decorations and icing on the cookies. I like how minimal you decorate. We'll have to post a picture of when you make the cookies because that you do them so well. Oh, thank you. And as well as watching holiday movies. And a couple of my favorite movies are The Holiday. I'm sure you know that one, Lauren, with Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. I watch it every single year with my mom. Doesn't get old. And the movie called The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. My whole family watches that one together. And of course, turkey. I can't go without turkey on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And the next question is, what are three common things you don't need or want? Oh, I love this question. Yeah, I feel like there are times I, I get tempted. Even when I was in Quebec City, they have a very famous store. I think it's called Boutique Le Noel, mm. but it, they have Christmas tree ornaments. And I was in there while I was there and I'm like, oh, maybe I want to put ornaments on my Christmas tree and like start that tradition. But then I was like, no, I, I don't want to have to box all them up and put them all on and take them all off. And I, that is just one area I can go without is just lights on a Christmas tree, not decorating the actual tree. Um, I always thought I liked the idea of Christmas markets. Like, it's like, oh, a Christmas market. Let's go to the Christmas market. And then I get there and I'm like, I don't actually want to go up to any of these little booths. And it's kind of cold and crowded. So (laughs) I realized that I don't care for Christmas markets. (laughs) And I, I obviously would love to not do gift exchange. I still do it with a few people in my life, but it's something I I could definitely, I, I don't need to do it. Yeah. You just love the Christmas spirit and the ambiance. Yeah, I do. I I think the holidays are such a fun, magical time of year. I know some people hate them, but Mm -hmm. I I like them and I like them for my own reasons. Like it just makes me happier. I think things are pretty. I think there's like lots to do and see and movies Mm -hmm. to watch. And it can be such a relaxing and fun time of year, even if if it's just by yourself. My favorite thing to do is to have a glass of wine and walk around the city and listen to Christmas music. Yeah, (laughs) the best. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this big like show of events. What's funny is you start doing that November 1st. That's the best part. Nobody. Oh, I know. I'm like, I only got two months until I can't have the tree up anymore. (laughs) Or listen to Chris's music. So funny. So for me, the things that I don't need or want, first thing are gift cards. I find gift cards funny, especially when you're an adult and you don't really need anything. So it's just making money into limiting what you spend that money on. We all prefer money, I think. (laughs) So there's gift cards. I don't need gift cards. Also random trinkets in my stocking. I love stocking so much. I think it's the best part of Christmas because I love little things. But sometimes the little things are just become excess stuff that ends up in your junk drawer, right? So you need to be mindful of that. And the third is alcohol. I'm not drinking much anymore. So I don't want any alcohol this year. I've also communicated that to my family. Like I, I'm, they always put little things in my stocking or in my, or as a Christmas present. I'm like, I, I don't want it anymore. Uh, maybe a bottle of wine or two so that I can entertain other people, but I'm not looking for that anymore. It feels so good, Lauren. This past year, I barely drank and it, I just feel like a new person. It feels really good. Although I like oh, to have a drink God. once in a while in the Christmas spirit. Oh, no, I love it. I feel like I used to get a stocking as a kid, but I don't really get one anymore. Mm. I'm actually hoping so this this year, my family is doing the white elephant exchange. Oh. So my parents, my brother, myself and my boyfriend, 
And I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. So we each get a $50 gift and we we do this little game and it's going to be great. And I like that we set a limit on the cost so that it's not overly expensive. Every year, my mom would do, give us so many different presents and like how much work was put into that. And now we only have to think about one gift that someone gets. I'm just hoping that I get something that I will actually use and we'll get into that today. It's like some people don't want to do yeah. gift exchange. And I couldn't say no, to be honest. Like I do want to because I like the fun and the exchange. That's the only part I really enjoy. I just like the game. I don't really need the thing. And if the thing is useful to me, great. If it's not, I'll donate or give it to a friend. So yeah. Oh, no, I love it. It's so much easier to just do the white elephant and have to do just one gift. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Remember those years where we had to buy multiple gifts? Like, no, especially if you have so many siblings, like it just adds up. (laughs) No, for sure. (laughs) So we're going to talk about, we had some questions around gifts. So the first question is, how can I simplify my giving to others and make it more meaningful? I really like this question because it doesn't need to be a big gift. It can still be quite meaningful. This is what I do every year and you're, you receive this from me sometimes. I love to make cookies with my mom. I wrap up little bags of cookies and then I'll put a little card saying happy holidays to a friend. So a couple of cookies to each of your friends. Like people will really, really appreciate that because it's a homemade gift. It doesn't take a lot of your time. It's inexpensive. Another idea is buying a pack of 12 holiday cards and writing notes to all your friends. Like a note can go a really long way. That is so much more meaningful than a physical thing. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you can also recommend that your friend, you and friends or family members go out for a coffee and a stroll and a walk in the Christmas spirit. And it doesn't need to be expensive and you could create memories that evening, right? It's it's creating those meaningful experiences. And if they, if you kind of do want to do a little bit of a gift, just recommend a budget, have a budget set. Maybe it's $25. It doesn't need to be expensive. So those are my suggestions. Yeah, I, I definitely think like even just like baking cookies and giving mm-hmm. someone those and writing them a beautiful note is so much more meaningful and that it will be something that they keep and they can enjoy. My dad one time for my mom's birthday wrote out a hundred reasons why he loved her and it was so <gasps> cute. oh my goodness recently that is so cute it was years ago but yeah like it's things like that that you hold on forever and you know and and imagine reading that like the person receiving it so it's it's little things like that but you know other things I if you do want to exchange gifts and make them more meaningful number one is to try to exchange with less people. So instead of buying Mm. stuff for all of your girlfriends, you could be like, Hey, let's get together and do a girl's Christmas and do dinner or like, you know, Mm. just do order and take out instead of having to do this big gift exchange. And the people I do exchange gifts with in my life, one, I mean, we're kind of late in the year now, but I'm very mindful throughout the year. Like, if someone has their nails done, I might be like, oh, I, I love your nails. Where do you get them done? And then I, you can buy them like a nice pedicure for Christmas mm. for the place they go. If you're having a glass of wine, it's like, oh, I love this wine. And they're like, oh, it's my favorite wine. Write down that wine. Like, or if they're like, oh, I'm thinking about taking cooking classes or taking this course or signing up for this, you know, it's listening to this stuff and being mindful of it throughout the year so that when it does come to Christmas, you can buy them something 
that you know they like and is meaningful and that showed that you paid attention to their life and what they were talking about and what they enjoy. So just thinking about that throughout the year and also knowing what you want. Like I, Kelly and I always talk about the want list. So now is a time when it can come in handy. You know, like the beautiful thing about the holidays, it's like getting a gift that's something you might not buy yourself, like something Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more of a splurge or luxurious or maybe you love going to the spa, but you never treat yourself to the spa. So it's it's mm-hmm. nice to get a gift like that. And I, you know, I feel like my mom and my boyfriend are always like, what do you want for Christmas? So, it, you mm-hmm. know, having those things that maybe you wouldn't buy for yourself and then it's not wasteful. It, it, it is still meaningful. Wow. These are really good tips. This is really helpful. I, I really like to say, I'll add on to that, focus on experiences over things if you can as well and for something sure. with a shelf life. I also have a white elephant exchange with a family that we call them the clone family. They have kids the same age as us, uh, my siblings and I, and we would go on vacation with them as kids and our parents are friends with their parents. So we get together every Christmas Eve. So we're doing a white elephant exchange, but the, and the budget is $25, very, very low. And so I was in a store this weekend and I was on the phone with my boyfriend and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to get. I'm looking around and I had some ideas and he reminded me, you should focus on ideas with a shelf life, something like candles or flowers or food items or alcohol so that you're not adding on to the excess in their homes. And these are, you know, these are people, my family, their family that like stuff. And so I want to be mindful of what I'm giving. So I ended up getting all items that have a shelf life. I got a candle, I got tea. And I got like hand cream, something like that. Something that is useful, right? So so that's yeah. what I did. It was a good reminder. I love it. So next question is, can you share some affordable experience gifts? Another great question because ugh, it can really rack up, especially this time of year. You know, it's so interesting. It's like we all have to buy, buy, buy. Like we're all pressured to buy, buy, buy before Christmas. And then after Christmas, everything goes on sale. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I know. It's like rack up your credit cards and then buy a bunch of extra stuff that's on sale and then feel terrible in January. <laughs> I so know, it's, it's about crazy. being mindful about it. So some ideas I had, and you mentioned a couple earlier, is go for a holiday coffee or tea with a friend or family member, go skating as you would do, or for a hike or to a beach if you live in a warmer climate, Uh, go for an affordable drink or dinner, Uh, get tickets to a local show, like a play. There's so many holiday plays playing right now. You can get a comedy show tickets or like 10, 15 bucks. Cooking classes, as you said, cooking classes can be expensive, but some aren't. Also, you could go to an art gallery or museum. There's wine tastings. You can get dance lessons. Usually dance lessons are free, the first lesson. lesson, So check that out. A night of painting together. You could give someone a membership to Masterclass, for example. Or or you could give them, um, I, I forget what it's called, credits for Audible as well for them to read books. So or or read them through audio. But yeah, some people don't consider it reading. But yeah, those are some ideas. That way it's experience focused and it's also affordable yeah no those I love the comedy show I never thought of that I mean you're you're a comedian (laughs) yeah come to my show no I I don't do stand-up anymore but the thing too is if you purchase the tickets earlier you'll be able to get them cheaper especially Mm -hmm. if 
you know, if you buy something for like the spring or the summer, I bought my dad Elton John tickets one year for Christmas and it was like eight months early. Like it wasn't until the following fall, but I got them at a pretty good price. And he, we had the best time at that concert. And I got him Jay's home opener tickets one year. He loves the Jays and, but it was that they don't launch or start their game until the spring. So because I bought this stuff so early, it was just a lot cheaper than if you buy it last minute. Um, Yeah. Like you said, baking and cooking classes, they have such cute little baking classes in Toronto, which are, I don't think they're that expensive. You can, you know, learn how to bake like Madeline cookies or very, something very specific. And the stuff you can do together, dance classes, even little things like at the spa, like, People love going and getting their nails done or a facial or a massage, and you can get them at decent prices, especially if there's a sale. Also, my friend owns a company called Guess Where Trips, and they're only $65. They're surprise road trips. So that's like a nice little experience that's still very affordable. Yeah. Uh, those were the ones I had on my my list. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool business that she has. You yeah, know, it's you, so fun. You basically open this document that tells you where you're going to go for the day and everything's an exp- it's experience focused and it's inexpensive. It's a lot of fun. Definitely check that fun. out. And the next question is, how can I avoid sounding like a killjoy when declining a gift? And I was like, oh, I love mm-hmm. this one. Okay. So if you are declining a gift or feel like declining a gift in that very moment where someone's giving you a gift, I recommend receiving it, being very gracious thanking them. And then after you can choose what to do with it. I truly believe that the gift is in the act of giving. So their, their gift to you is giving you something. The gift is in that moment. And then you can go home and figure out if it's, if it's something that's useful to you, something that you'll love. And if it's not, I think you should sell, donate it or regift it. I think it's totally fine. So that's, that's my approach. And I'm so curious what yours is, Lauren. Yes. So I looked up the proper etiquette of this. I used to read etiquette books for fun, (laughs) but you should accept it and say, thank you. You do have to remember that the person still went out and took their time and took their money and they still thought that you would like it. So you should say thank you. I do think that if you don't want to do gift exchange or if you don't want to receive gifts, it's important to have that conversation sooner rather than later. So going to them, you know, it's the end of November right now, going to them and saying, listen, like, I I don't want to exchange gifts this year. Or, you know, if you, if you're hosting a holiday party, actually a girl named Micah Miner, I hope I pronounced her name right. She's a modern day etiquette specialist. And she says, if you're hosting a party and don't want gifts, say things like your presence is all we wish. Please save gifts for the next party. Or we have everything we need. Your attendance is, will be the cherry on top. No gifts, please. So there's ways of just telling people like, please don't feel obligated to bring gifts. Just bring yourself. I just want to see you. And yeah, I I would just, I would have those conversations uh, up front so that once, you know, you're handed a gift, they've already gotten it for you. I do think at that time you, you should take it. It's just good manners. Yeah, agreed. I think you should talk ahead of time. And then I also think you can communicate why if you feel the need to You say, hey, 
I'm just, I just have this new rule for myself. I'm not bringing anything in, anything new in right now. Uh, my goal this coming year is to clutter my life. And I hope you'll, you can respect that. And I have other ideas that we can do together, right? Like, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a nice holiday drink together or a holiday coffee. And yeah, go for a stroll and have a conversation. It's uh, inexpensive and meaningful. And there's a sense of connection there. But, and I think it's, if you said to them, hey, like, don't worry about getting me a gift. Like I'm like going to donate to charity this year instead of giving people gifts or yes. feel free to donate something in my name. Like yes. that's so selfless and that that's so meaningful. Like I wouldn't judge someone for saying that. I'd be like, oh, wow, thank you. And a lot of people, I, I think that the more we have these conversations, other people might not wanting to be exchanging gifts either. So it's kind of mm-hmm. taking the load off both of you. So you never know. They might be like, oh, thank God you said something. Because- yeah. 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 <laughs> That's like you and I, we, I remember we yeah. used to give, give each other stuff and now we're like, no, we should yeah. not give each other. Now we just give each other each other's, like we work off the same recipes, gingerbread and shortbread. And then we give each other our cookies, even though it's the same <laughs> recipe. Yeah. It's like who baked them better this year. I always <laughs> think that you bake them better. So I always like yours better. So. It's so funny. Yeah. Like Lauren, when you make it, they're a little bit more soft, which I love. And when I make them, they're like hard and crunchy, which I think I, you prefer. I like them smaller and crispy. I either, I even this year, I'm like, I'm going to make them smaller and thinner. So they're more, oh, like more like mine. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. So the next question is how to let go of a gift when you don't need or want it. I always feel guilty. This person says, so I would respond. I would say your, your feelings are valid. Uh, we've both been there. I mentioned before that I was gifted a clutch purse, like a name brand purse from a girlfriend. And I, when I received it, I was thinking her so much because I was so surprised by this gift. But I knew based on the colors and just the brand that I would never use it, never wear it because, you know, I'm very black and white. And I think this was like orange or pink or something like that. And I thought to myself, oh man, I feel so bad. But just remember that the gift is in the thought. The gift was in the thought. She did this for me. She was thinking about me. She knew I liked to go out. She knew I liked, she knew I liked certain things and she thought that this was the thing. And maybe it's not useful to me, but I was so hung up on the fact that it's like, oh, well, she's going to want to see me out with it. Right. But I thought to myself, how often do I go out on in town with this person? Not very often. And to be honest, in my research, I learned that after you give someone a gift, like, let's say you're the giver. Do you ever think about what that person does with your with your gift? I don't think any of us do. And yeah. we forget that we even gave X item to that person. So just think of it that way. This person probably doesn't even remember the thing that she gave me. So I, I did end up exchanging it for another item at that brand store that I knew would be useful to me. I ended up getting earrings instead. So again, think about that. You know, maybe the giver doesn't even remember. Yeah, I was actually listening to one of my favorite uh, dating relationship podcasts. It's called Finding Mr. Height. This, uh, I was listening this morning. It's two young ladies around our age, and they're very tall, so they're trying to find Mr. Height. And they were talking about gift giving and the, like some of the worst gifts that they've ever received. And it was just, it was so funny. But Erica, one of the co-hosts, she talks about how she felt so bad because she received, I think it was, I forget what if it was like a jewelry item from her dad. And she was like, Oh, I don't think I'll ever wear this. And, and then she ended up wearing it around him. He was like, Oh, that's a really nice necklace. She was like, uh, yeah, you gave it to me. And he was, he was like, Oh, I did like, cause he forgot. 
So she's like, yeah. oh, I, I can exchange it. <laughs> That's the thing. You, you would never go to someone's house and start snooping and being like, where's that gift that I gave you? Like, yeah, people, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, Lauren. <laughs> it's so true. So if you ever feel guilty, remember that. Yeah. And I, I feel like th- that's the best case scenario. If you're able to go exchange it for something you do like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. O- or to give it to someone who could use it or donate it. Those are probably the best case scenarios. Cause you still, you know, you still don't want to be wasteful. Like if it's mm-hmm. still something that's newer and good condition and can be used elsewhere, then you're not going to use it. Then yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. So let go of the guilt. Yeah. Don't feel guilty. They don't know what it is they gave you anyways. I wouldn't worry about it. All I recommend is so I sell everything on Facebook Marketplace. It is the best. I find I just everything goes so fast. Now, if you do that, make sure you check the mark that friends and family can't see it. <laughs> you can't yeah. see the item that you're selling online. You got to be discreet about it sometimes. But that would just be our luck. Our yeah. like boxing day, people just see the homepage, the stuff they bought us coming up that we're selling. <laughs> Everything I bought you over the past seven yeah. years of knowing you, <laughs> you're selling. And I'm like, Lauren, what, are, what is happening here? No, but again, I would probably forget that I even gave you any of those items. So the next question is how to avoid buying gifts for others when you know they don't need anything, but they still want gifts. Well, I find this really funny, but if they're really eager for a physical thing or an exchange with you, I suggest that you give them something with a shelf life again, you know, a a nice bottle of wine or a bottle of olive oil if they don't drink, uh, candles, baked goods, flowers, things like that. Yeah, I feel like you know, most people, I being honest, I do think a lot of people still want to partake in gift giving. Like it's a big part of our culture and the holidays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to be that, that one person sitting out and they're like, you have everything. So you're not getting anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I do think, you know, we look at our parents who are retired and a lot of them are probably downsizing. They really don't need stuff. If anything, they're getting rid of stuff. So it is more difficult to know what they need. But I I do think that's a time when the experience comes in, especially if you buy them something. Like I always try to buy my dad a concert we can go to together or a Mm. sports game we can go to together Um, or with my boyfriend's family, like buying them like tickets to the ballet or just something we can do together. It's so much more meaningful. And it is a a gift that they would really enjoy, especially Mm. if you, you don't know what to get them. Yeah. Uh, you're such a generous gift giver, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I try to be mindful of what people actually want. And I mean, I know I don't want anything at my house. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is, how can I cope with requests for presents from others when you know it will clutter their homes? Well, first of all, whoever submitted this question, you're super mindful. That's really smart of you. And it's this question that also sparked my gift for the exchange with our clone family to focus on again things with the shelf life or gift them an experience or an outing together if you know that they don't need more stuff and they have everything suggest spending quality time together versus gifting a physical item or again again gift something with a shelf life I think that's super super helpful of course don't say you already have everything you don't need anything (laughs) don't say that but just be like, hey, like this year, why don't we do this? Just make suggestions. I think suggestions are key. Yeah, I would say the shelf life thing 
is probably the best you can do too. If you know they want presence, especially maybe someone doesn't want experience or someone might have like broken their leg or be injured or, you know, that they can't actually go out and mm. do an experience. So um, that's when, you know, buying them flowers or wine or olive oil or like, like you said, hand soaps, like things that they, they could use, um, but won't turn into clutter in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you said before, being mindful of what you think that they would be that they could use, what would be useful to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's super smart. I love that you do that. And I've actually started to do that in my relationship is like write down little things that he enjoys so that I can remember, you know, during holidays, like Valentine's day, birthday, Christmas, et cetera. So the next question is probably one of my favorites and we had two that were very the same. So I'll read both of them. The first is how do I opt out of gift exchanges without offending anyone? And the second one has to do with more work gift exchanges. I would like to know how to handle gift giving at work. I don't care to exchange gifts or participate in the white elephant gift exchange where my coworkers will buy gay gifts or things I don't want in my home. And I don't want to appear ungrateful, but it would be, but I would like to avoid trips to Goodwill to avoid bringing things in my home. So I've been there. I used to work at Air Canada. It was very corporate environment. They would want to do white elephant gift exchanges. And at the time, I wasn't living a minimalist lifestyle. And I just wanted to follow the crowd and just say yes so that I fit in. But in my research, I learned that you can say no. So one of the ways that you can say no is just to let the organizers know, Lauren, that you've decided not to participate in the gift exchange this year, but you're really into the holiday season and you would love to offer your help setting up the party. And this way you can show that you're still into the holiday spirit, but you just don't want any stuff, but you can help facilitate everything for everybody. So we always need those people to be a part of it. Right. So I think that was really cool. Also, as you said before, communicate your intention ahead of time. You also don't have to say I'm decluttering my life. You could just say, hey, like I've just decided not to participate this year, but uh, I'd love to help in other ways. And to be honest, like for me, I'm looking forward to the day and hopefully I never have to work in a corporate environment again. But if I do, I would love to say, oh, I'm going to opt out this year. Gosh, that would make me feel so strong. <laughs> I feel like powerful some, move. yeah. <laughs> I feel like some companies nowadays do give you the option, like when it comes no. to white elephant or doing secret Santa they're like hey do you want to be a part of this or not so it's it's kind of even to just talk with your company and be like hey like let's do this but we should make it optional for the employees and you can say be like hey listen whoever got me like this is a, a charity I really believe in or I've been working for this year like I would love it if you made a donation to it there's honestly nothing I need and if when I had to buy stuff for people at my work Mm-hmm. I, I would always get them Starbucks gift cards and chocolate. I know oh, you don't nice. like gift cards, but it's just like I, m- most people can like pick up a coffee or like a tea and that's like true. enjoy some holiday chocolate. Like it's not something that's really going to go to waste, but it's still, if you're in that position where you have to get a gift and you don't want it to just be something that's going to get thrown out, th- that's one idea of how to do it. That's how I did it. Oh, that's great. Again, you're so generous, Lauren. Just those little things. Yeah. The little things go a long way. Yeah, it doesn't need to be expensive. If you feel like you have a close relationship with some of your colleagues, again, bake something or buy something if you don't bake and just wrap the little cookies and maybe a little card or again, just a card. Just 
happy holidays. I wish you the best. Those little yeah. things really go a long way. People I don't also, expect anything. Yeah. I also hate like it, you know, we talk so much on this podcast about being intentional and about being sustainable. It, I like makes me sick to have to go to the mall and just buy random stuff that I, I don't, I'm like, are they just going to throw this in the garbage? Like this is yeah. just such a waste of money and my time and resources just so that I can be polite. So, yeah. you know, it's like, I I'd rather like if I see someone drinking Starbucks, if I see them get a coffee, I know that they'll use the gift card. Like it's not just a complete waste. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, if I know I have to exchange with someone, I am mindful throughout the year of stuff that I already know they like and do or want to do so that it it is going somewhere useful. Nice. So the next question is, how can I set a low budget without sounding like Uncle Scrooge? Well, I've done this before. You just communicate to your friends and family. I'm on a budget this year. I recommend saying that, you know, that's fine. Like just say, hey, I'm on a budget and I don't really need anything. And, you know, if we do this, let's let's just do this more mindfully this year and let's set a budget for $25, $30. I think that's really, it's just, again, the fun is in the exchange and maybe just really push that. I love the exchange. So much fun. Can we just set it as like a, a little bit of a budget this year? You know, it, best part about it is just the exchange itself. So let's try to keep it, keep it small. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it, it, some people are like, oh, it's weird to set budgets, but also yeah it can stop for an uncomfortable gift exchange. Like if you, totally. if someone spends a ton of money and you didn't, that's, it, it's uncomfortable. It's like, oh, mm. thank you. Or vice versa. Like if you're, you go and spend a few hundred dollars and they're like, here's a $20 gift card to Starbucks. You know, like, not that that would matter. Like you still want to yeah. go and buy something nice or someone, but it, it like can take away a, a scenario like that. So kind of going and being like, Hey, like happy to do gift exchange this year. Like, what are you thinking in terms of budget or, or what do you want to stay around? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And also I, I do think that sometimes the most meaningful gifts are the less expensive. Like if someone mm -hmm. went and bought me my favorite treat or my favorite wine and wrote me this beautiful card about how much they loved me, I would think that that is so much more meaningful than someone who maybe spent more money on something that I might not even use or want or need. So yes, like, yes, you can definitely, it, it probably takes more time and effort to put into the smaller gifts that are more meaningful but um, you can do it. And I think some of the best gifts are are the ones that are not just super expensive. Yeah. I like how you mentioned, you know, if you don't communicate with your friends, your family or whoever you're dating or whoever you're in a relationship with ahead of time, it sometimes can be awkward because someone could buy someone a gift and then the other person didn't thinking, oh, I thought we weren't doing gifts. So definitely communicate. I've been in that scenario before where one of us received a gift and the other one didn't. And the person who didn't give the gift felt super awkward and terrible. <laughs> so yeah, even if you give someone a gift and they're like, I didn't get you anything or you get one and you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. It's just, it is like it, it's uncomfortable. And then it's like, oh, now we're exchanging gifts, you know? <laughs> and then now you got to go run to the store and buy them a gift because you feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's it's so important to have these conversations now, like before Christmas. So yep. to avoid those situations, be like, hey, like, what are we thinking in terms of budget? Should we do, 
Secret Santa? Should we just skip the gift giving and just get together? So it it yes. can make for a lot more smoother of a holiday season. Yes. Oh my goodness. I've been in that situation a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> I've been on both sure. ends. Yeah. I, I oh, remember... I've been on both ends. Have you? Yeah. I was on an end where someone gave me a gift that was so unexpected. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I was like, I was scrambling. I was like, and uh, didn't you re-gift a gift that you had been given? Yes, I literally gave them a gift that I got in that moment because I was like, I feel so awkward not giving you anything. <laughs> like my face is going red. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but I think that person realized that I did that too, which makes it even more funny and embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So funny. So the next question is, what are some tactful, creative ways to suggest that you don't want gifts or at least not tons of junky trinkets? This person has some family members who give gifts full of every trinket under the sun. So again, communicate ahead of time. Write an email, phone them, tell them that you're decluttering or you don't want anything in your space. You're not looking for anything this year. Again, I love your idea of donating to a charity, Lauren. Pick a charity and just communicate and said, don't even mention stuff. Just say, Hey, like any gift giving this year, I'm looking to donate to my charity. So if you could give that gift, that would be amazing this year and tell them what that charity is all about. And I just think that's such a good idea and what a way to give. Awesome. Yeah. And it's like, it, it is so much more meaningful. Like, and it's like, I have everything like, and I reckon like if someone was like, Oh, I, I have enough. I recognize that. Like I want to give back now. And, um, yeah, like we've said, like have that conversation beforehand. We all know those people who are even in the past who like bring all the little trinkets for everyone. And, you know, there's just the stuff you're not going to use or that you don't need. And but yeah, it's you do have to have the conversation beforehand because once it's in your lap, you got to take it. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it. But yeah. again, you don't need to keep it. Yeah, you don't need to keep it. The next set of questions are about decorating. So the first is how to decorate without getting overwhelmed by the excess stuff. So I only have a quick answer here. You're you're the one who probably has all the best responses for this because I don't usually decorate for Christmas in my place, but my mom decorates in her place and she's definitely minimized how she decorates and I'm really proud of her. So one recommendation I have is declutter certain spaces in your home first before you put the Christmas stuff up. Because sometimes we add holiday stuff to existing areas that are quite cluttered. So it just makes it even more cluttered. So take away a few everyday items, put them somewhere else, and then put up your holiday stuff. So put the, the, the things that you store in the box out and then put the things that are usually out in that box and hide that away. That way it's not too overwhelming. Yeah, I understand it can get overwhelming. I literally walked into HomeSense the other day and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, like we need to cancel the podcast. I'm I'm buying everything. <laughs> like I, I I get it. Like it's it's so beautiful, all of the decorations and all the little white houses and the nutcrackers and they're so pretty. Like I, I get so engulfed in it almost in the moment that I I wanna buy everything. But I do set limits with myself. I I personally think with Christmas, less is better. Like I think less is more beautiful having the tree as the focal point. Mm. Um, so I, I always put up a tree with just lights on it. Uh, I do a candle 
a poinsettia that I can put in the compost after. Mm. And then I have a cookie jar. So when I bake all of my cookies, I put them, I freeze some and put some in the cookie jar. I just like the way it looks and it makes the kitchen look pretty. And then I, I live in a condo. We're not allowed wreaths on the door, but if I had a house, I would do a wreath. Mm. And I did put a string of lights along. I have a balcony to the place I moved in now. So I did put a string of lights along the balcony railing and it looked, it's so pretty putting them on at night in the Christmas tree. But I, I really, like I said, less is more. Like you do not have to go all out. I really stick with the basics and do the basics well. And I put up a tree, but I just put lights on it. I don't put ornaments and I, I don't do anything else. Cause I'm like, I don't even want to go down that road mm-hmm. where I start buying all of the little stuff. I know it's pretty. And you know, you go on Instagram and TikTok, and everyone's doing their, you know, the garland they're doing up their staircase. And I'm like, Oh, I want to do more stuff. But I'm like, no, like you got to stick to this because I know how, how long it's going to take for me to put everything up and to take it all down and to buy it and to store it. And I just don't want to get into the headache. So I, I stick with the basics and yeah, even when I have a house, like I envision how my house is going to be decorated for Christmas and it's still going to be super simple and minimal and you can, well, that goes into our next question. I'm going to save my answer. Okay. So, well, I think we should take a few pictures of your home and share it with our listeners. You have some really great decorating ideas. They're very simple. Again, I would add to that some candles for some warm lighting to set the mood, the mood that we love. That's our best. That's the best part of the holidays. And I, you should, I want to add that your tree is decorated with white lights only. So nice. My parents love to do the tacky multicolor. I love the white lights. <laughs> I hate them. I hate at work, them. we had a tree with multicolored lights, and I'm like, I'm not putting that up. <laughs> I'm not partaking in this. <laughs> that goes against my values. Yeah, multicolor. Uh, so I like also the reef on the door, and then I also like garland around your staircase. And you can do a natural art garland uh, that you don't need to store over the years as well. My mom does that. And I want to tell our listeners, check out our past episode. It's episode 88. So while a while ago now, it's called Simplify the Holidays with Meg Nordman. She's an author who wrote a book called Have Yourself a Minimalist Christmas. So if you're looking to read a Christmas book right now, highly recommend it. And our episode is quite dense. She shares so many tips. So there, it's packed with sustainable and minimalist decorating ideas. We also talk about how to simplify your home, your calendar, and your budget this time of year. So definitely check that out. And I will include it in the link in our show notes. And I highly recommend, you know, creating or buying sustainable holiday decorations that, again, have a shelf life and you don't need to store. So you can actually create, uh, you can decorate a garland yourself. You can have, I think it's just dried oranges and dried berries and cinnamon sticks. You can create ornaments with those items, Lauren. So if you do want ornaments, you could create natural ones. And again, decorate your place with candles or lamps on tables with pine cones around and maybe flower petals. Go a long way. Pine cones are definitely cool. Like I I love when people just add pine cones because it's so easy. It's just an easy, sustainable decoration. Yeah. Like you could, if you just bought lights Mm -hmm. and everything else was, you could put in the compost after, like if you bought the tree and the wreath and the garland and bake the cookies and, you know, just kind of made the ambiance of Christmas. You really don't need that much. And I think that those are like the best and the prettiest things in a home. 
it's not all the like plastic junk that's just shoved on every shelf. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you. Less is so much more. People think that they need everything, but you don't. Just set the mood. Honestly, lighting goes a long way. Lighting, pine cones, a couple candles. Maybe you have some Christmas cookies out or some charcuterie. That's it. Put on some Christmas music. It's those little things that can go a long way. You don't need a lot of excess stuff. Yeah, like you can put the fireplace channel on, light a candle, bake shortbreads, I think are like three ingredients, put on some Christmas music, like you can do it so minimal and yet it's it's still you get that like feeling. Oh, love that feeling. Yeah, yeah, there's only three ingredients, like all butter. (laughs) Yeah, it's just butter, icing, sugar and flour, I think. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) So good. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And please stay tuned for part two of our discussion releasing next Monday. In the second half of our holiday Q&A, we share simple holiday food and drink suggestions. And we talk about how to manage our schedules during this busy season, how to navigate what to wear to holiday events and more. Plus, we discuss how to manage feelings of loneliness or feeling like you have to do it all this time of year. And if you enjoy this episode, please let us know by sending us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook or by sharing this episode in a story. And of course, you can also send us a kind rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your words really help us grow and we just love hearing your feedback. And as always, you can learn more about us on our website at mastersimplicity.com. So thanks again for listening and we will speak with you next week. Bye-bye.